Yeah, I got things I regret, too. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Probably some great uh, books written about regret. <laughs> yes, several. Hmm. Um, on how you ought to handle it. I don't know. Yeah. If anybody can recommend a good one, email it, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mostly feel like they're pointless unless it's something that you could avoid doing again. But regrets over things you have no chance to do again, uh, I don't see much point in it. (laughs) It's not a conscious decision, I think, for a lot of people. Some Mm. people it is. They wallow in it. But uh, my regrets I can't get rid of. Really? Yeah. Um... I've tried, believe me. These are probably minor regrets. 15 artists who hated their own hit songs. Mm, I love stuff like this. I do too. The only problem with going through this is you got different age groups and different people with different tastes. And like, I don't know all these songs or all these artists and nobody listening probably does. But Mm. just stop me if you're interested in one. And if nobody's interested, I'll move on. Probably everybody's a little bit interested in this one. Sure, there's something for everyone and uh, plenty for no one. Exactly. Yeah. Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Kurt Cobain hated the song. This one's, I feel stupid and contagious. This one's a little dumb because it's the kind of you're super cool and it becoming popular ruined it for him. Oh, whatever. Yeah, he was I a just, crazy person. Yeah, I know. But that, that whole thing of you secretly wanted to be like uh, an obscure band that never made any money. You didn't like secretly want to become giantly famous and have your songs played on the radio and become a gazillionaire. I kind of think you probably did. So it yeah. wasn't anything in particular about that song. He just hated that yeah. a song of his became popular. Yeah, it well, became he was, so popular that he... He was... Uh, I wouldn't say... He said it was antithetical to his goal as a songwriter for it to become popular. Again, I don't believe that. That's, <laughs> I just uh, don't believe it. Well, that's just a strange person who who was not incredibly unhappy. I can barely get through <laughs> the song. I literally want to throw my guitar down and walk away. Well, if you hadn't written that, another popular song, written that, there'd be nobody there to watch you. And you wouldn't throw your guitar down because you couldn't afford to buy a new one. Yeah, actually so. a, a, a person with serious mental problems. Well, he did kill himself, yes, which is did. pretty yes. good proof that he had some yes, problems. That's, that's I'm resting my case. My um, own personal rankings of their songs, though, I, I, I don't think that's one of their better ones. Which often happens. The popular ones aren't necessarily the, the ones that... I disagree completely, but that's probably. the nature of music. I like Nirvana okay, but it doesn't make me uh, click my heels or anything. Uh, Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Mine. Slash hates it. He hates his uh, guitar part in that. Hmm. That is about as iconic as any guitar part in the history of guitar parts. Hmm. Interesting. He says, I hated it for years. Uh, but I've finally gotten to appreciate it. I'm guessing that, that probably has to do with a little bit of age, too. Yeah. I'm fabulously wealthy. I'm known everywhere I go. It's got its upsides. Yeah. Now, he's on the, uh, as far as guitar players go, he's considered a very talented kind of, maybe not like a savant-like guy, but... Uh, no, he's, yeah, he's he's a hell of a guitarist. Okay, so yeah. do you think there was a, was it like a too simple of a thing that he likes more complex stuff and... Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's funny. That reminds me of uh, Carrie Fisher did interviews, I think, 10 years apart with the Esquire magazine back when I used to read Esquire, they had an interview page that I always liked. It was called What I've Learned. 
Hmm. And it was a, a bunch of answers to questions, but you could figure out what the questions were. And it was essentially, you know, what I've learned about my profession, life, uh, family, blah, blah, blah. It was just, I really loved it. I actually collected it for a while. But Carrie Fisher at one point um, said, yeah, the uh, being Princess Leia follows me everywhere I go like a bad smell. And then 10 years later, she crossed out bad and wrote um, something like an a interesting exotic smell. So like we were talking about with Clash, it weighed on her for a while. And she got a certain amount of age and wisdom and thought, you know what? It's not been a terrible ride. I, we've talked about this before, I would love to sit down with the like 22-year-old me and see if we could even stand to be in the same room together. Mm. <laughs> I think that would be fascinating. <laughs> if you could do that, wouldn't it be wild to find out? I, that, that guy? Uh, I recognize him. But, I talked uh, to him for a while. I put yeah. up with it, but keep him. And both might say that about the other one. Yeah. Which is the interesting part. That's disturbing. Yeah. Joe, Joe, didn't you say you would kick your 20-year-old ass? I you, Your own ass. Certainly it, not physically. No. The 22-year-old me might say, I've got to do everything I can to not end up being that, or I'm going to kill myself right now. And then the, the adult me would think, that guy is just a dick. <laughs> He has no idea what he's talking about. I don't yeah. know. I, I might be wrong. Yeah. Well, the uh, the the present me might say to, I don't know about 22, but uh, the college me, you're already stoned. Why are you smoking more pot? <laughs> you're going to need that brain, you jackass. Yeah, I don't know what ages would be the best. But. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Any interest in Metallica Escape? I don't know that song. So. No, I'm not really familiar with it. Um, Beastie Boys Fight for Your Right to Party. Oh, yeah. I, I wondered how mm. many like semi-novelty songs were going to be on this list. The New York Trio ended up hating the jockish feel of the song and even admitted it turned the young rap group into exactly what they'd set out to make fun of. Huh. Which is interesting. Yes. Because it's easily their most famous song. Yeah, listen to their... Uh, like Paul's Boutique album. There, there are a couple of albums. You want me to tell you something that's going to make you mad? Okay. That's the only song I know from the Beastie Boys is Fight for Your Right to Oh, you son of a bitch. I think it's the only one I've ever <laughs> heard. I'm not mad. <laughs> I think it's the only one I've ever heard. Oh, my. I'm mildly surprised, but... Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. They used to be on Charlie Rose like once a year as he drooled over their creative genius. I still have never taken the time to listen to any of their music. Yeah, there's a lot of really good, interesting stuff, and, and they're all much more thoughtful guys than you'd ever think based on that jockish, idiotic novelty That's interesting. Song. So is that like what Cheeseburger to, in Paradise is for Jimmy Buffett? To then? a large extent, yes. It's a novelty Because if that's the song you know from J- the only hit I think he ever had uh, from Jimmy Buffett, that's not what he does. That's no. Not, but that's, but no. anyway, oh, interesting. Listen okay, to well, a, I should a listen pirate to some Beastie looks Boys. at 40 instead, please. What Beastie Boys album should I listen to? Uh, Paul's Boutique is a great yeah, album. Okay. That's a Start good one. there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. and, I, and I'm not a huge Beasties guy, but I, I admit that it's one of those, it's like a, a, a restaurant that I ate at once and I keep saying I'm going to go back because it was really good, but hmm. I just, there are too many, too many so of Paul's them. Paul's Boutique and License to Ill are the, probably the two to, okay. to check out album-wise. Oasis Wonderwall I bring up because I know last week it became the most played song of the 90s. 
most streamed. It has a billion streams. Mm. Um, the writer of that, Liam Gallagher. I can't effing stand that effing song, he said. <laughs> Every time I have to sing it, I want to gag. I love it. It's a great song. You go to America and they're like, are you Mr. Wonderwall? You want to chin someone. I don't know if that, what that means. I have a feeling I know what that means, yes. <laughs> boom, boom, out go the lights. Warrant Cherry Pie. I don't know how many people remember that song. That idiotic single entendre snooze metal pop. Well, it was a big hit. Yeah. Probably made him a lot of money back when you could make money off of this sort of thing. Snooze metal pop. The writer, Janie Lane. Metal for 12-year-olds. I couldn't have told you that. Yes. Uh, Was a feller. Okay. Uh, Denounced his own hit song. I had no intention of writing that song. I could shoot myself in the head for writing that song. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, good for him. I have no respect, uh, any respect, for Janie Lane. Run DMC and Aerosmith walk this way. Huh. Uh, run, run DMC hates it. Really? Run and DMC hated the idea. Jam, Jam Master J was open to it. Uh, they dismissed it as hillbilly gibberish. Ah, oh, it's dismissive. They allowed the collaboration to happen, making history in the process. You know... I heard that not too long ago, and I I emerged from the experience wondering why they bothered to make it. It's just, it doesn't add anything. It doesn't subtract anything. Oh, it's somewhat novel to see a black hip-hop group doing something with Aerosmith. They sang it at, was it the Grammys last year? There was something where Aerosmith and, and Run DMC did it together, and, and the and crowd, like, it was the opening thing, yeah. and the crowd went wild over it. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll you'll like this one, I think. People to, like crap. To end with. R.E.M.'s Shiny Happy People. Yeah. If there was one song that was sent into outer space to represent R.E.M. for the rest of time, I would not want it to be Shiny Happy People, singer Michael Stipe said. Yes. Uh, he said it's a fruity pop song written for children. Yeah. Um, uh, there's going to be an F-bomb in about 20 seconds here, folks. I want you to be warned, forewarned. Uh, Hanson, Hanson bleep sitting this. down. Bleep this because it's not good for the band. But Joe can't hold himself for back, the brand, brother. No, I can't. Um, well, there's no better word. Um, so uh, back in the day, I was a huge REM fan. Huge. And, uh, and oh, loved them. Oh, there were people that sang Shiny Happy People. I love that song. Oh, for God's sake. I'm going to chin you. Um, <laughs> and and uh, they just come off of uh, some really, really great, interesting, challenging music. And then they came out with the Out of Time album on which that song resides, along with uh, songs like Stand and the rest of it. And and some of it was kind of catchy-licious. It was good. And there's some good, there's some great songs on the album, but there's some like Shiny Happy People. And I read an interview with Michael Stipe, who said at the time, he said, everybody's taking all this too seriously. We don't want to be the Beatles. We want to be the Banana Splits. We want, I just want to write pop music that... Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so he just went through a period there. Right. And then they got through it and looked back on it and thought, what the fuck were we thinking? Hmm. And and that was that era of the band. Hmm, interesting. But there are some songs on that album that are great. Anyway. Oh, I didn't mention another. I didn't. I skipped Stairway to Heaven, didn't I? Uh, Robert Plant. Never heard of it. Disliked Stairway to Heaven. Believed the song's instrumental sections were top notch, but found that he could no longer relate to the abstract lyrics. I'd break out in hives if I had to sing that song <laughs> now. I love the hyperbole they all use when yeah. discussing their hatred of their yes. own words. Suicides, beatings, hives. 
Oh, that's great. Old Bob Plant, I admire the hell out of him, though. He could have made a billion dollars and said, no, I'd rather create something new. Thank you very much. But he thinks the lyrics are just, that's ah, a little much. Yeah, the whole hedgerow. <laughs> who's got it? What is a bustle in a hedgerow? And who would be alarmed by it? <laughs> Being Michelangelo follows me around like a smell. Yep. Oh, it's boy. because I buy bad soap at the dollar store. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Well, I guess that's it. <laughs> 